Hi, this is Ralph Paulson, better known as Yakko, and Pinky. And you're listening to TV Confidential. The Roberts with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this station at the usual time. We will play part two of our conversation with Howard Storm and Steve Stoyer. Plus, if all goes well, we will welcome singer-actress Rosalind Kind. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, since the start of the baseball season has been delayed for the time being, we will close out this hour by playing part two of a tribute to Hall of Famer Ralph Kiner that originally aired in 2013 as part of the Sounds of Lost Television. This segment, of course, brought to us by our friend Phil Grice, founder and owner of Archival Television Audio, ATVAudio.com. Ralph Kiner, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster for the New York Mets for more than 50 years, as well as a Hall of Fame outfielder during his playing days. Our first hour included highlights from an interview between Kiner and fellow Hall of Fame outfielder, Willie Mays. This segment, we will hear Kiner talking to another Hall of Fame player, Duke Snyder of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Duke Snyder was uh, memorable as uh, one of the three great tennis fielders in New York in the 50s. There was Duke for Brooklyn, there was Mickey Mantle for New York, and there was Willie Mays for the Giants, and there's a record uh, that uh, was uh, beautifully done uh, to celebrate the three. And uh, Snyder was a, a our Major League Brooklyn Dodger home run king. He, he would be belting 40, 42 home runs a number uh, of times. Um, he uh, was the power hitter, the number four hitter. He uh, was um, just someone who was very beloved. And, and he, you know, was a very smooth, very unruffled type of uh, individual. He played out his uh, Brooklyn Dodger career last year in 57, and then he moved to Los Angeles, played for the L.A. Dodgers, and then had a brief uh, career with the New York Mets. Phil has put together two clips featuring Duke Snyder uh, from the 1963 baseball season, the final year baseball was played in the old polo grounds. His first clip was originally broadcast June 2nd, 1963, and it is Duke Snyder and Sam Usual in conversation with Ralph Kiner. Let's take a listen. Well, there are not many chances that anyone gets to have two fellows on a show like we have right here now. Stan Musial, of course, you recognize, and Stan, we have to apologize. You've been more or less booked for the show for a couple of times, but this fellow knocked you out one night. Well, yeah, well, uh, I should say it was good, but of course, as long as Duke does it, it's all right. And yeah. our other guest, of course, is Duke Snyder. Stan with a total of 471 home runs in his major league career, and Duke has a total of 399. He actually has more than that, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on. And there's another fellow there with 369. I have to thank Joe Gallagher, our producer, for putting me in the act. <laughs> Dan uh, is a little bit instrumental in changing the rule in Wrigley Field, too. You hit a home run that got stuck in the vines, and the fielder couldn't get it out, didn't you, Stan? Yes, that's right. It was several years ago, and, of course, uh, there was always a lot of problems around that vines in Wrigley Field. But we finally got that squared away, and it uh, hasn't been anything here lately, I don't think. Because you fellas always messing up the game with those home runs and the pitchers always unhappy. Stan, we have a film of you batting the day. Uh, it's really unique in as much as you didn't hit a base hit or a home run and you hold all the records in baseball in the National League, almost all of them. I think you have 30-some-odd National League records. But this is one time when you didn't get a base hit. You want to take a look at it? Oh, let's see how it looks. Let's see how it looks. This is one time <laughs> when Stan Musial did not get a base hit in the ball game. We thought it was rather unique. Here is Musial with that uh, around-the-corner batting stance. Dan, why don't you describe the situation here? This is... Uh, yes, this is Carton Willie uh, pitching, and there's a curveball outside, just missed a little low. 
Where'd you get that batting stance? Well, I uh, kind of crouched down. I try to uh, protect the plate more or less and cut down the strike zone. And I used to be a punch hitter, so in that crouch, I could uh, punch the ball very well. Stan Musial and Duke Snyder in conversation with Ralph Kiner during the June 6, 1963 of Kiner's Corner, originally broadcast on WORTV in New York City, audio of which, courtesy Phil Grace, ATVAudio.com. Interesting that um, Stan Musial, who recently passed away, would live 50 additional years uh, from the time that interview was conducted. Um, now, later that year, uh, 1963, you mentioned that Duke Snyder finished his year, uh, uh, finished his career with the New York Mets. The Mets paid tribute to Phil. Uh, to Phil. <laughs> the Mets, I'll take it. Yes, there you go. The Mets paid tribute to Duke Snyder with a special Duke Snyder Day at the Polo Grounds in September 1963. A very special day honoring Duke Snyder. Duke Snyder Day, as you mentioned, September 12, 1963. You had um, Gail Hodges in attendance, uh, Dick Young, fellow President A. Park. You had a number of uh, ex-Brooklyn Dodgers who were there. Old Lang Syne was sang again. They gave him a bunch of presents. And uh, Duke uh, had an opportunity to thank uh, the crowd. And after um, the tribute, uh, he appears with Ralph Kiner on Kiner's Corner. Very, very famous ball player being honored here tonight. And we'll have him on our program. In fact, he's right here, Duke Snyder. Duke, congratulations on your night here at the Polo Grounds. Well, thank you very much, Ralph. It's uh, quite a thrill for me to have a night in New York City and uh, in the Polo Grounds. Uh, I had most of my baseball career in uh, Ebbets Field, but uh, the Polo Grounds is always a sore spot. But tonight, uh, it feels real good. Well, Duke, uh, this is more or less a Dodger night here at the Polo Grounds, and friends from Ebbets Field are over here to honor you and some of your former teammates who played in that ball club with you and the Brooklyn Dodgers. What do you say we start right from the beginning and go back to your first year with the Dodgers? That was, what, 1947? Yes, I came out of the service in 46, Ralph, and had a real good finish in Fort Worth, and uh, Branch Rickey called me into spring training in 47 with the Dodger ball club. They went on to win the pennant that year. You didn't get a chance to play in the World Series because you weren't eligible at the time. No, uh, I was sent out in July and uh, brought back just after the 1st September, and I finished out the season with them, but wasn't eligible for the series. So you missed the 1947 series, and later on you were distinguished yourself in many of the World Series played with the Yankees. 1948, that was the year the Dodgers did not win the pennant, and uh, what happened that year to you? Well, I came, I went to Montreal at cut-down date, and uh, Leo DeRocher came over to the Giants, and I was uh, called back right after that. Uh, Bert Schotten was again the manager. I was called back and given the center field job and moved Carl Farrell over to right field. They were starting to build a club. I think that's the year, too, that Gil Hodges was moved over to first base. Of course, Gil started out with that ball club as a catcher, and he did play some third base, too, didn't he? Yes, he did. He came up as an infielder. That's a little bit hard to believe when you look back, and he certainly became one of the great first basemen in baseball. Well, 1949 was a big year with the Dodgers. That was the year you won the pennant again, and it was the start of a lot of great World Series play for you. Tell us a little bit about 1949. Well, 1949 was my first full year with the Dodgers, and uh, this was uh, quite a year as far as I was concerned. It was a very satisfying feeling to, uh, to win a pennant and go into a World Series, and this has to be one of the Duke Snyder uh, reminiscing about his storied baseball career along with Ralph 
Kiner as part of the Duke Snyder Day uh, ceremonies at the old Polo Ground uh, as heard on the September 12, 1963 edition of Kiner's Quarter, originally broadcast on WORTV Audio, which is courtesy of ATV Audio. Dot com. The uh, remaining part of that interview uh, reminisces about uh, his uh, continued highlight career with the Brooklyn Dodgers through the 55 championship season. You mentioned how many years it took for the Giants to attain a championship uh, when they left New York for San Francisco. Well, it took the Dodgers about 42 years to win their very first championship <laughs> uh, in Brooklyn. That was 1955, if I remember correctly. Correct. Which was a major event in the city of Brooklyn because they had met the they being the Brooklyn Dodgers had met against the crosstown Yankees many times, and they always finished second to to the Yankees in the World Series. So the fact that they finally won the big one was a big day, major uh, Major League Baseball in the city of Brooklyn. One of the highlight uh, uh, interviews that I recorded personally was Jackie Robinson talking to Mel Allen in 1961, and he talks about Game 1 of the 55 World Series when he steals home. Very controversial play. Berra, uh, to this day, proclaims he was out, and uh, that clip is shown over and over and over again. But in the interview, he said it was a very stupid move on his part, a silly move, but he knew that the Dodgers had played the Yankees five previous times. They've lost five previous uh, World Series, and it was a spark, and it did create um, a great first game, which led the Dodgers to uh, uh, win Game uh, 7 of the 55 World Series and became, for the first time, the World Champions. And if I remember correctly, uh, I may ha- I think it was after the 55 season, Phil, that Robinson retired uh, may have been I think uh, one more year. Okay, fifty six. Okay, All right. Well, what, what I'm thinking of is Robinson was traded to the New York Giants at the end of the 1956 season, but because the crosstown rivalry with the Giants and the Dodgers was was very heated, Robinson retired rather than play a, a single game in a Giants uniform. It's controversial, Ed. Uh, according to other sources, and, and, and Robinson years later, he had made a deal with um, Look Magazine, uh, and um, he had already made up his mind to retire. And uh, the Dodgers, um, for a brief uh, week or two, um, they, um, they sold him to the Giants. But um, he, he had no intention of playing afterwards, regardless. And it wasn't because it was uh, the rivalry uh, regarding uh, whom he would be playing. He, he was through, and he knew it. Phil Grace is the founder and owner of Archival Television Audio, the largest vintage TV soundtrack archive in the world, featuring more than 15,000 hours worth of audio from more than 12,000 original television programs from the golden age of television. For more information, ATVAudio.com. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Ben Connie Stevens. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Tony Camille. Anson Williams. Don Most. Troy Finnis. Peter Marshall. Sherry Alberoni. George Slaughter. Dan Castellaneta. Taylor Hicks. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Swift. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. 
accredited by Guinness World Records. Welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atbaudio.com. One more item, if you find yourself working from home these days, and let's face it, we're all working from home these days, and are looking for a simple way to operate your business by phone, you might want to check out Grasshopper. Grasshopper, the new virtual phone system designed specifically for entrepreneurs. Grasshopper works like a traditional phone system without any of the hassle. That's because you don't have to buy any hardware or install any software. Everything is done virtually. You can manage it online or by phone. That means callers can reach you wherever you are, any time of the day, on your cell phone. Check out trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential to check out how it works. With Grasshopper, you will sound more professional. You can run your business from anywhere while keeping your work life and your family life separate. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential and save $50 on your first order. You get a toll-free or local number for your business with multiple extensions. You can set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world, as well as send or receive text messages from your business number. Get voicemails emailed to you as audio attachments and a whole lot more. Plans start as low as 12 bucks a month, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential and save $50 on your first order. That's trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential. Trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by Uber. Enter the promo code TV Confidential all one word, when you download the app at get.uber.com slash go slash TV Confidential, and you'll receive a free first ride up to $20. Hi, this is Richard Benjamin, and you're listening to TV Confidential. And Roberts, with enough time to tell you that the imperfect storm from Henry Street to Hollywood by Howard Storm and Steve Stoyer, the imperfect storm available in hardcover paperback and as an ebook through BearManorMedia.com as well as Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. That'll do it for our program this week, folks. If you have thoughts on what you heard, if you'd like to join our email list and stay apprised of upcoming guests, send us an email, talk at tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net we invite you to like our facebook page which you can find by going to facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential plus you can now follow us on twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash tvconfidential twitter.com forward slash TV Confidential, as well as check out our YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash TV Confidential, youtube.com forward slash TV Confidential. In the meantime, Ed Robertson, behalf of Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grice, and Greg Airbar, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. 
You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.